Welcome to the Cosmic Earth Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Holbrook. I'm an astrologer and spiritual coach, and together we'll be exploring all things astrology, the wisdom of the earth, and both ancient rituals and modern practices to align with and heal your body, mind, heart, and spirit. And of course, we'll cover my favorite subjects, manifestation and magic. I created this podcast to remind you that you are infinite and are a divine piece of this cosmic earth. So if you like what you hear, connect with me and say hi over on Instagram at Rise with Natalie. And I will be seeing you in the stars. All right, my dears, by now you know that I am an astrologer and I'm clearly extremely passionate about astrology. However, there is a whole other piece to my business and one of my greatest passions, and that is something called Psych-K. And Psych-K is an incredible tool to rewire and reprogram your subconscious mind. What I love to do in my work is to use your astrology chart as your cosmic blueprint where we can see everything that your soul signed up for. We can see your gifts, your talents, your challenges, your habits, your patterns. Everything is truly mapped out in the stars. And the thing that I love about combining astrology with this process of Psyche is that instead of just being like, well, this sucks for you, we can use Psyche to transform our subconscious minds and transform these difficult things and issues and habits that come up in our chart. So I now have an extremely special offer that I am so passionate about and that everyone who has been a part of it so far has had life-changing results and that is my activated and aligned private retreat which is a half day session that you can work with me for four hours where we go through your entire birth chart we look at what is holding you back what limiting beliefs do you have and what talents and gifts do you have that you are not yet using and then bring in the site k to make sure that you feel empowered and rewire any of those old stories get them out of your head and out of your way out of your life so that you can step into living the life that you know that you came here for we can do this for anything that you know you have going on or if you want to plan out a launch of your business or if you want to step into starting a new business or if you want to figure out why you keep dating the same people or why you're attracting something or why you can't get into an abundance or fix your money mindset astrology has the answers to everything and pairing it with psyche is the most powerful tool that i have ever seen used i swear by it my clients swear by it and i would love for you to be able to get this experience So if you are interested, send me a message over on Instagram or head to my website at risewithnatalie.com slash activated and aligned where you can learn all about this and I hope to work with you on stepping into the life that you know that you came here to create and the dream reality that you came here to experience. So I hope to see you very soon.
All right, as we are in the month of February, and February is tied to la la love, there are going to be a lot of episodes this month regarding love, relationships, compatibility, Venus, the seventh house, all of the things that you need to know about relationships in astrology, and also just cool things to know in general. So in this episode, this is a clip from an extremely powerful Twin Flames and Soulmate reading that I did with Lindsay Schroeder last year at this time when we were preparing for our Cosmic Soul Connection workshop, which was a workshop all about calling in the one or about strengthening your partnership that you already have and manifesting that intense, powerful connection in the most positive and optimized way so that your relationships can feel good and healthy and full of magic and creating something that actually feels good and doesn't have to be so, so challenging. So if you're interested in buying the replay to that, it is linked down below in the show notes. But this episode was so much fun because in this a recording that we did, I dived into Lindsay and her partner, Bliss's chart, and talk about what you need to look for to know if someone is your soulmate or your twin flame, and just talk about relationships in history, which is what relationships in astrology, when you put the two charts together, what it is, it's called synastry, which is a really beautiful word for that. So there's a lot that you can learn just by listening to this by being able to see, you know, what is a connection that is something that does represent a twin flame or that does represent a soulmate. And that's going to show that things are expanded and some things that are going to be difficult. So I hope that you guys like this. If you do love the episode, make sure to share it on your stories and tag me. I love when you guys do that. It makes me feel so good and it it really helps me to know what you guys like and leave a review to also let me know what more would you like to hear of? What more do you want to hear less of? And happy February. I hope you're enjoying Aquarius season and that you're doing things that are shaking you out of your comfort zone because that's what it's all about. If you missed our Aquarius episode, episode 19, go back and check that one out, which gives you all of the downloads on the energy of Aquarius season and how to best take advantage of it along with the celebs that are Aquarians so that you can learn in that sense. So enjoy this episode. Let me know if you guys have a twin flame or if you have a soulmate that you want to do a reading with. Send me a message on Instagram at Rise with Natalie or go to my website, Natalie Holbrook Wellness, and you can get a relationship chart reading. So enjoy and see you in the stars. So we now have Lindsay. Her chart is on the inside and Bliss's chart is on the outside. So what happens in relationship charts is that it's like we're taking one person's chart and then we're overlaying and putting the other person's on top of it. So there's a few things that are really key that you want to look for when you are looking to see, is this person a good match for me? And so the first thing that we're gonna do is we're gonna first look at, okay, well, what are the things that are happening where they're actually talking to each other? This is called conjunct. Whenever I give astrology readings and I um, tell people about the planets being next to each other. So look at in Lindsay's chart, for example, 
she has Saturn next to Uranus and Bliss also has Saturn next to Uranus. Now I like to explain this as when you have um, planets that are conjunct like this, it's kind of like, and if you guys have gotten readings with me before, you, you've heard me say this, it's like there's two little kids that are sitting on a bench and they're really excited, they're like together and that energy is one. So let's say that we have the energy of Saturn. Saturn is actually a lot of constriction and limitation, but it really wants you to mature. It wants you to do things um, with discipline and dedication. And Uranus is actually quite the opposite of that. Uranus is like, I want freedom. I want to be rebellious. I want to break away. And so both Lindsay and Bliss in their chart, it's kind of funny because it's very close that they both have this energy where there's something within them. So if you imagine these as little kids, right, where there's like the one that's like, oh no, I need to follow the rules. I'm going to do this. And then there's another kid that's like, fuck the rules. Let's go. Like, let's park where it says no parking. And they're just like, you know, but there's this big push pull. And so like Lindsay and Bliss, like give me like some type of, what do you guys feel? Do you guys both feel like you have this energy naturally, not even together, but just like within you both as individuals? Oh yeah. I mean like when I do my like the life you were born to live like by Dan Millman, my number one lesson is freedom and discipline. Like it's literally <laughs> figuring out the balance of the two of them. That's like the number one biggest lesson I go through. And like when I look at my like main signs, like my Sagittarius and my Taurus, my like sun and my moon are in direct opposition. Adventure, freedom, like no ties and then like homebody and like grounded and this and rooted like for myself even before the relationship that's been a huge aspect and it's something that I get both of them in this which is very hard to find that multifaceted nature in someone else absolutely and then bliss like how does this play out for you like for yourself like regardless of the relationship yeah <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> yeah could you repeat it again please so it's like the energy where there's one that's like okay i need to be super disciplined this is the energy of saturn and that you feel like there might be some type of limitation or you feel like really nervous to do some things or you might feel like there's something that's blocking you but then at the same time it's almost like that blockage makes you want to rebel even more or it could even be that like when you do rebel you're like, oh, I definitely feel the consequences from this thing happening. <laughs> oh, yeah, like with work is a good example for me. Um, very disciplined. And then I find myself just snapping at times and saying things maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, Hopefully. yeah. So that is just an example, you guys, of one way. This actually has nothing to do yet with synastry. This is literally just both of them have that same aspect and so we can see oh how interesting no matter what whether romantic or not you guys would be friends because you're like oh i feel like you have this and i also have this so you drive you know it's like you get along mm -hmm. so it's always interesting to see what do people have that's similar here and then what we do is we say okay well what are some aspects that are literally right on top of each other and something that's really important that you always first want to look for is the sun, the moon, and the rising, because these are the things that have to do with the personality, right? This is like the sun is our wants, it's our desires, it's our ego, it's what are, what is our identity, like who are we? And so let's look at Lindsay's sun is in Sagittarius at 11 degrees. 
And so then we look at, well, what is bliss doing in Sagittarius? And bliss is ascendant. And the ascendant is what we're here to evolve into. The ascendant is also called the rising sign. And so bliss is like rising into Sagittarius. She's learning how to be more Sagittarius. Her soul was like, I want to do Sagittarius in this lifetime. It's not going to be my son, but it's what I'm learning about. It's what I'm rising into. It's me saying, you know, I'm going to evolve into this person who loves to travel and who's maybe interested in higher spirituality and that maybe there's something about education or maybe it's not like, you know, the regular linear education, but it's like taking courses or somehow learning in some aspect. And because these are at very close degrees at 10 and 11, that's almost on top of each other, that they're having this ability where bliss is like, this is something that I am growing into. And Lindsay is over here being like, this is already who I am. This is the air that I breathe, you know? And so they have this natural magnetic connection where they see each other, you know? And that Lindsay's son, so it's like Lindsay is the one shining the light. She is actually shining the light that helps bliss to evolve into this person to be like, Hey, you want to learn about spirituality? Guess what? I mean, and I mean, it's just funny that like, this <laughs> like I'm a spiritual teacher and a spiritual intuitive coach and bliss is like crazy. Cause that's what I'm supposed to evolve into, <laughs> you know, so there's that huge connection. So if you have any type of connection with your ascendant specifically to the moon or the sun, is very, very strong. Okay, so now here's another thing that's fun. So we have the sun, the moon, and the ascendant, but also we have this little guy called the north node. And the north node is your destiny in this life. It's really what you are here to say, my soul wants to learn how to do more of this. I want to, you know, and it's different from the rising because the rising is, it's kind of like what you are going to be showing the world. So as bliss, you know, gets older, because it, it's always as we age and as we mature, we step more into this. So bliss will, you know, maybe like want to go travel for a while, or she's going to want to like take some higher education, or she's going to really find her own path in spirituality. And that's her being that Sagittarius rising. But the North Node is what is it that your soul is also here to learn and to embody and let go of something from the past and move in to this different style. And look at how they both have their North nodes are in Pisces. And so, you know, this is going to be very common because they're only, um, what is it like a month apart, but so it is common when people have similar, um, age ranges. So it doesn't mean that like everyone's going to be a romantic partner who's in your age range or born on the same day as you, but it gives you a very similar flavor to the way that you want to live your life. And that this is a little bit, this isn't necessarily generational, but these are people who are born in that same area. So they already have that both of them are going to be, you know, they have this destiny towards becoming more Pisces, more Piscean, which means that they're becoming more um, spiritually evolved. They're becoming more empathic. They're becoming more intuitive. They're learning about boundaries in this lifetime. So can you guys even speak to that? Like, have you had to learn boundaries with each other? <laughs> I mean, we're like, <laughs> we learn them in opposition. So for instance, like we've had a lot of time together recently and both of us, like even today, we were both like in a more dramatic place 
about the fact that like that's gonna shift soon and we're both like stressed about the fact that like we're not gonna be able to spend the majority <laughs> of our time together so it's like obviously boundaries are a thing because I move very quickly like the Sagittarius in me is just like I know I pick you you're mine like move into my home right now like be with me all the time and normally yeah. that's not someone else's style slow moving <laughs> so boundaries are definitely something that we are always talking through and working on and figuring out like okay why does this feel the way that it does and like do we want to move that do we want to respect that is this just worthy of a conversation is this something we're both called to like we also do this spiral thing where like one of us feels something and we're both empaths. So then we just pass it back and forth and like keep going over and over and over with the exact same thing. It's very intense. Yeah, yeah. Well, so another part, and, and that is very Pisces, you know, like the passing back and forth because sometimes, and this is for anybody who has a strong Pisces, whether it's sun, moon, rising, Saturn, or North node, or maybe if you just have a lot of um, Pisces energy. I have my Jupiter in Pisces, so sometimes like I feel so Pisces. Um, but here's another thing that is a major indicator of a soulmate relationship um, and also some type of karma that you guys have together is that we also have, so okay, we saw that the ascendant of bliss is here talking to Lindsay's son. Well, what about Lindsay's ascendant? It's talking to bliss's north node. Okay, so we have Lindsay's Ascendant is over here and this it's over here in Libra and it is very close to making a 10 degree orb. Now this is a little bit far. If you use a 10 degree orb, this is like, it's a little bit of a stretch. However, we're gonna give it this because this still is very significant with the North Node. So this is saying that a part of Bliss's destiny, like her own destiny, is actually going to be seen through what Lindsay is embodying now. So have you guys felt anything like that at all? <laughs> it's really funny how like our lessons overlap. We either like learn them in complete opposition or we like trail each other or we often will like echo the lessons that the other one has learned. Like there have been so many things that we've been much more comfortable in sharing with each other or going deeper with each other or like telling each other more about or maybe in a different way because we have such similar flavors in our past experiences and the inner work that we've done and we both so frequently say to each other like I haven't met anyone else who's like done that or understands that or like comes from that same place even though our like past and what we've gone through have been so different the like flavor the vibration is so similar yeah yeah and I love that you said the vibration and the flavor because that's what a lot of this is, you know, and that's, those are some um, keywords and buzzwords in astrology is because it's all about what is the flavor of the sign, you know? And so because you guys have a lot of these planets that are in the same sign is that you're gonna have that same vibration of the planet is doing it in the same way. So if we think about what the planets are, for those of you guys who are new to astrology, the planets are kind of like actors, you know? So for example, we have Jupiter over here. You can imagine Jupiter like Santa Claus or as like some really big, like expansive person, whether it's a big personality or like a really big body, like someone who just like takes up a lot of space, you know? And so with that Jupiter, both Lindsay and Bliss are doing Jupiter in Aries. And so that means that they both actually have this ability and this desire probably 
to be bold and to be independent and to be, um, you know, a little bit extravagant, but in the way of being an individual, like it's very important for both of them to have their independence and to be individual. And look at, again, this is actually really crazy, is that they have their Jupiters both at 20 degrees and at 19 degrees. And here's the other thing. So we're gonna go through all of these planetary points, but something that's really important that a lot of people don't talk about, but I think it's a really important piece of the chart is something called the vertex. Now, this is not really on Astro Dance. I think that maybe you can find this, but the vertex, so it's this VX symbol, you can find this if you go into, and if you use this app, you can put it on, you can like, you know, you can go into the settings and toggle on, but the vertex is the point in the sky for love. So this is the point in the sky for connection. So this was another piece that when I saw their charts, I was like, oh yes, <laughs> Stay like, make it work. Because it's, you know, so it's, it's kind of funny because like the twin flame example chart that I'm gonna show you, the vertex and Uranus, Uranus is the planet of coming in and out of spontaneous, you know, random unpredictable times and unpredictable things happening. That twin flame chart actually has the vertex and Uranus. So like the point of love and, you know, I might come in today, I might come out today. It's like this lightning bolt has that on top of it. So there's a reason why that's over, right? And this one has the vertex and Jupiter. So this means that that point in the sky of love is being expanded that it feels good because Jupiter feels good. People call um, Jupiter the Santa Claus of the Zodiac because it's like it delivers magic wherever it goes. It's delivering knowledge. It's delivering things that like make you feel like, wow, you know, it's the take your breath away moments. And so they have this beautiful connection here. So if you guys download this app, I highly recommend look to the vertex and look at the other person. And it doesn't have to always be directly like this. This is something called conjunct is when it's in alignment where we can very easily see with the naked eye, like, oh, okay, 18 degrees, 18 degrees, 19 degrees, 20 degrees, it makes sense. Now we're gonna do some advanced astrology, okay? So what if though we say, well, what about this Venus over here? What about Bliss's Venus? Now Venus represents love and desire and relationship and connection and all of the things that we want in life. It's money. It's, you know, it's just, it's any type of relation. It's anything that feels good. So what you do is you say, hmm, okay, well, bliss is Venus is at 13. What in Lindsay's chart is close to 13? So we say, okay, 29, that's not very close. And I personally like to use, um, like a five degree. So like when we did this 10 degree up here, that was a stretch, but it still is important because the North node is, I like to say that it's a little bit different because it still has this aspect of karma to it. Now, if we say what is within five to eight degrees, we can say, hmm, her Venus, the planet of love is also talking to Lindsay's vertex and Jupiter <laughs> and you know this we won't talk about but all of these things and when it's in this 60 degree so we go 30 degrees 60 degrees now this is very advanced you guys but this is a way to know that there is a connection because this is at 13 degrees this is at 18 degrees and 19 degrees so what you can do and I'll will actually in the email I'm going to send you guys um, afterwards our email out is I'll give you a little free pdf that has a description of all of the planets so that you can say 
um, hmm, okay, what happens when Venus and Jupiter sit on that bench together, when they're like the two little kids together? Well, we say Venus is like, I want love and I want money and like, let's have fun and let's play. And Jupiter's like, yeah, and let's do it big and let's like be really extravagant. And so Venus and Jupiter are just this feeling of fun and love and sometimes like childlike playing, you know? And so then to take it to the next level is you say, well, what sign is this in? And so for Bliss, it's in Aquarius and for Lindsay, it's in Aries. And so when we combine those energies, we say, well, Aquarius is all about being different and weird and doing things in a unique way, doing things that's against the norm. What is against the norm? Like being gay is against the norm, right? against the norm. And so this is very common that it would be like, well, I'm into something that's different. Being Aquarius and having your Venus here is that you're not gonna do love in the traditional way. And then here's Lindsay over here like, yes, let's be wild and free and independent, run around naked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. I just did that. You that's guys just- literally what we just did this past weekend. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. So, I literally said, I was like, I'm gonna dance naked underneath the moon just to add some. I was like, do you wanna come with me? <laughs> yeah. And so it's it's really cool to celebrate that and to be like, okay, let's take the energy of what is the Aquarius energy, put that together with Venus of love, and then put that together with like the big and the expansion. And maybe you guys like spent a lot of money or maybe you were like, you know, let's just be wild and you know, all of it kind of like over the top and then doing it in an Aries way where it's like very um, like fiery, you know? And so that's what you want to start doing with, when you look into the birth chart is take in all of the energy, you know? So again, like look to the planets, like they're the actors and give them the names. It's like, okay, well, Jupiter is like the big fun guy and Venus is like the beautiful woman and it's seductive and it's all of these things. And so we combine that energy and then you overlay it with the Aquarius, overlay it with the Aries. So astrology is so complex, you guys, like it's not, there's like your sun sign is like one millionth of astrology. Like it's like a tiny little like sliver. Um, so that's another thing. Now, another really important piece is that we can also say, well, we saw what Bliss's um, Venus is doing. What about Lindsay's Venus? Now, Lindsay's Venus is over here in Capricorn. And, and this is something that we're gonna go deep into in the workshop, you guys, the, soul, the Cosmic Soul Connection workshop. Um, because your Venus is a big part of your love language. I think this is like the OG of the five love languages because this tells us the way that we need love. So Bliss, you can even kind of like confirm this to me of like, is the way that you need love, like you might need a lot of kind of like mental stimulation, like maybe you like to talk, like maybe there's something where you're like, I feel like I just need to express my feelings and you might also need like alone time a lot. Like you might be kind of like, okay, now I feel yes, now I feel no because Aquarius can be hot and cold. It's like, sometimes it's like, I need to be the alien and be by myself and like do my own weird thing. <laughs> and then sometimes I need to be with people and like be with group. So mm -hmm. does that ring true at all? <laughs> it does. Yeah. <laughs> fun, but, but yeah. yeah, the mental stimulation is like, she'll just look at me and be like, all right, you need to talk. You need to do the things like entertain me. <laughs> And the like alone uh, time yeah. for sure of like in the back and forth there's so much like up and down and back and forth like in different situations she's so different and yet they're so like there's so much continuity to it that like 
every new situation I'm so like excited and enthralled to see like which version of her is going to come out <laughs> for that because there's so many different aspects of her and they all make sense like once we've experienced that I'm like oh that makes perfect sense that like that's the side of you that comes out for that thing or that situation or with those people yeah and and that's awesome and that's you know the venus too it's it's what we we need in order to receive love so it's like you even need to feel like you're involved in a lot of different things like maybe you have your hands in you know one project and then you have like another group of friends and you probably have a lot of different friends who are like kind of different from you or that are like known as different right so it's like maybe you have a best friend who lives in Africa and then you have another friend who's like 20 years older than you like it's like all people who are like somehow very diverse yeah yeah <laughs> definitely yeah and so then when we look at Lindsay's love style hers is in Capricorn and so Lindsay over here she's like old mama who's like you know the old wise woman you know because that's that Capricorn energy is it has it's very stoic it's like the sage um and it's very grounded and it's very earthy and so it's really like okay well let's ground down and yes let's have fun but let's like dance naked in the moonlight and do a, a love ritual um and like drink potions but also like make sure the money's coming in too <laughs> because that's very capricorn also it's like it's so care of business, the same thing over and over and over again <laughs> yep yeah yeah and so then we can see though that here is another major indicator of a connection you guys is that we have the venus so then lindsay's venus okay what's happening here we have first of all seven degrees and seven degrees of neptune so i have to ask you guys so neptune is um the spiritualizer and neptune can also give us rose colored glasses so when you guys first met, was there a little like rosy colored glasses action happening where you're like, this is too good to be true. Oh my God, I'm so in love with you. Like day two. Yeah, <laughs> day yeah, day two. Day two. Day two. Oh, really? <laughs> day two. I was like, if it didn't freak you out, I would tell you that I loved you right now. And I was like, see, I didn't say it, but I said it. Oh yeah, I was ready to like move her into my home by like day two and three. It was like, yeah, I love you. Like, let's do this. Like, come here forever. Yeah, yeah. And that is the energy. So this is something very important when you guys run your charts is to look to see our Venus and Neptune talking. And so there's kind of two sides to this where, you know, when it works out and fortunately you guys do have all of these other things in your chart that are giving you very strong other indicators of security. Um, some people though, especially during transits might have something where Venus is hitting their own Neptune or that maybe the, the people together have Venus and Neptune and they're wearing rosy colored glasses the whole time. And so it just feels like this is the person I'm obsessed with them. Like it's, it's Leo, you know, like whatever it might be. Right. But it's not real. Sometimes there is this aspect of deception with Neptune. And so it's really important when you're looking at your own chart with a partner is to see, you know, are there other things that could give us this support and this um, longevity? Or is this something that like, I'm just looking at the beauty and I'm just looking at the illusion of it all. So you guys have that. However, one of the things that is really nice that supports this is that then we come right over here next to it. 
And so we have Lindsay's Venus again, and then Bliss's sun is right here in Capricorn. And so this is actually saying the thing that Lindsay wants and just the way that she needs love, that, that she wants this like determined, steady, stable, reliable love. Bliss is over here like, yeah, babe, that's the air that I breathe. <laughs> you know, like over here in Capricorn um, with her son and Venus directly talking to each other. I mean, look at them right now. They're like, so like love birded up they're like with their arms around each other. Like this is so sun with Venus because also there's this um, not afraid to, to show love in public or just to show love to each other. So it's like, Lindsay's like, I want this love. And then Bliss is like, this is just who I am. And this is my ego. This is the air that I breathe. We do it in this grounded Capricorn type way. So that's a really beautiful thing that you guys have there as well. And so now something else that is really um, good for, for this and for keeping actually the, um, the support and kind of like the commitment is, so like I said earlier, we always look at the sun, the moon and the rising aspect. So the rising you guys is wherever this ascendant is, ascendant and rising are the same thing. So let's look at Bliss's, um, Bliss's moon is over here at 23 degrees in Gemini. And so we wanna say, okay, well, what does Lindsay have that's close to 23, 24, 25, 22? And we can see, okay, these are like not really that close. Like, okay, yes, we can give this Jupiter and the moon. This is a really beautiful aspect too. So again, Bliss's emotions, her needs are talking to the way that Lindsay can expand them and that she actually, Lindsay can, feel for bliss's emotions too like you guys are so cute and giddy <laughs> like i'm like this is adorable like we're like in real life watching this happen um okay but also i'd say that the stronger thing and this is what will give this some stability and some um it's going to give this the commitment is that this at 23 is also in direct opposition to Lindsay's saturn at 22. So Saturn, you guys, is a really important piece for commitment. Now, Saturn wants us to commit to something so that we can become good at it. A lot of people freak out and they're like, oh my God, my Saturn return. No, Saturn return is dope. You need to be like, I'm in my Saturn return. It's going to be hard, but this is a pivotal time in my life. So if you guys are between ages 28 to 32 right now, this is the time for change. This is a time that some of the most important things are gonna happen because you are growing into you. And there are going to be obstacles. It's, it's like you're on an obstacle course. You're like on a jungle gym. <laughs> you're like, where am I going? And sometimes you feel like you have no clue. I remember when I was in my Saturn return, I got back from living abroad. I started working in tech in San Francisco. And then I got all of these like health and illness issues. And then I dated my twin flame. Like there were so many things that happened. Like I had a miscarriage, I got pregnant, like all, so much crazy shit. And this is though what forces you to turn into what you're here to do as an adult. So it's really like the, the paths in the road and the, the turning points. So that's the energy of Saturn is that it forces you to mature and to make decisions. And so this is actually a very good sign for commitment because Bliss's um, moon is over here saying, okay, here's what I need, here's what I feel, this is what I want. And Lindsay, <laughs> this kind of, you know, and Lindsay, you can talk to this, but Lindsay is saying, okay, well, are you gonna commit? 
are you going to commit to me? Are you going to move in? <laughs> like, you know, and she's over here, you know, the Saturn is kind of the energy of like the wise old grandpa who has saved up all this money, but he worked really hard. And he's the one that's telling you stories of how he like, you know, walked barefoot in the snow for 10 miles to school, like super old school, right? Like pre Uber life. And he's over here and bliss is over being like, but I don't know, I want freedom because this is in Gemini and Gemini needs to have freedom and it needs to think for itself and it needs to be very curious and you know kind of be like this this little kid all the time but for anyone who has their moon and saturn in opposition is that this is going to be a time to commit to something but that there will be some hardships too because saturn wants the seriousness sometimes it wants that discipline and the moon is the feeling and so this can be a beautiful way though that um that staying together and staying stable can happen. There can also be some type of kind of like dependability can really be created and responsibility and there can be safety and like stability really coming out of this moon and Saturn connection. Do you guys have anything to say about that? <laughs> so like commitments always been a unique thing for me. I've been polyamorous my pretty much entire life like since high school i've been pursuing multiple types of love i've been like ah eh, marriage doesn't really make sense for me this and that and then like within days weeks i'm just like okay i'm good this isn't this this feels good i could do this like let's shift so like literally the thing the way that i think the way that i feel the beliefs that i have have just like restructured and not I'm changing myself for someone like it is changing within me just from like mm -hmm. being in the same energy as her like being around her has like shifted the structure of my makeup mm -hmm. <laughs> Liz would you be open to sharing anything about like your feelings like will you talk a little bit <laughs> um it's crazy that you can see all like this and it, it does it it makes sense like me wanting freedom and not not as quickly to be like i want this this and this i'm just like oh, let me think on that it's like every conversation yeah. like yeah. let me process it and i'm like okay let's process it together and she's like no 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 i'll process on my own and then i'll come back one of the other things i thought was super interesting that you said natalie is about like how we explore different things and how we like bring that out in each other and like how multifaceted we are. I can't remember which one of the things talked about that, but like literally in the car on the way home from our trip and those of you who follow me on Instagram, like watched the beautiful, like let's travel, let's go places, let's experience things. Let's like be in our little bubble in a new space. And one of the things she told me that she like liked most and was most surprised about me was how multifaceted I am. And like both of us are that way so much so. And it's something that like, we've never had the chance to like date in another person. Someone who's so like, like you mentioned, she has so many different type of friends. Like the stories that her friends will tell you are like about totally different people. And same thing for me, like there's that essence of like okay you're intense you're loud you know what you want but like each of my friends like one of them might be like oh yeah she's an intense mama bear oh yeah she's an intense creative oh yeah she's an intense sage like it has the same vibe to it but it's in so many different spaces and that's something that we so quickly recognized in each other and has been like so giving to both of us from both sides 
Mm, I love that. And you know, you can really see that in the chart too, because if we look at Bliss's moon and you know, Bliss has her moon and her Chiron here in Gemini. And, and that's part of what makes Bliss this way is because that's the moon, you know, that that is like by nature, you're going to be someone who is really curious and who has so many different aspects and elements to you. It's, yeah, it's like you said, very multifaceted. And if we say, well, what is the opposite sign of Gemini that has a similar flavor, but it's almost like doing it in almost a more expansive way is Sagittarius. And so this is kind of like another little um, sneaky tip for you guys is that when you're looking into you and your partner's chart is see also what type of oppositions you have, you know? So it's like, look at how Bliss has this stuff happening in Gemini here. And then Lindsay is full of Sagittarius. And Bliss is also has a lot of Sagittarius. And so they both have this, you know, energy. And to get a little bit more advanced, this is something called mutable energy where they both can go with the flow because Gemini and Sagittarius are both considered mutable. So they actually need to have a variety. They would rather both be hopping around and like, you know, starting stuff in their job or doing lots of different little things than like doing one thing. So they both have that energy and that allows them to have a better flow. Whereas for example, if it was someone who was very, very mutable and who needs to flow, I'm gonna tell you myself is like that, <laughs> which is why all of us get along. Um, and then maybe they're dating someone who is very, very fixed energy. It might be a little bit harder because the fixed energy might be like, I need to have my house now. I wanna have kids now. We're gonna do this and this and this. And the mutable person is like, but I need to go live in Bali, you know, whatever that might be, right? So you really have to take into consideration what is the energy, it's called a modality um, of each of the signs and how is that working for each other? So a couple more things that I wanna talk about and then we'll do a little bit of Q&A is um, another very, very important part. So actually I'm just gonna do a recap of what we talked about so far. So we've done the sun, we've done the way that the moon is talking to things. And here's another thing too, that is really interesting that they both have. So their moons are also talking to each other. Okay. So this, um, we're not going to get into aspects right now. I just want you guys to see if you were to count between seven to eight, let's have eight be actually the maximum aside from what I told you earlier with the North nodes is that you can see, is this somehow talking to each other? And when they're talking to each other, you would say, well, the moon energy is the emotions and the needs emotions and needs, women, you know, okay, so they have this type of bond here where they're feel, it's like, I feel you, you know, I get you, I understand you. And look at what else is crazy. Their sons are both at 11, also talking to each other. I mean, you can't make this shit up. <laughs> Literally, you can't make this shit up. Like when I sent Natalie our information, she was like, whoa, like every anecdote you're telling me, like she could see it in the chart, guys. Like it was crazy. She was like telling me stuff about us. And I was like, that's already happened. Like that happened. This is how that played out. Like that happened here. This is what that looked like. And it just became so like we were both so enthralled with it that we were like, we've got to teach on this. Like there's no way that like this is not synchronistic, that this is not a message, that this is not something that like we utilize and move forward. Like my manifestation practice is on fucking point. Like I understand when Natalie's telling me these things of how they line up, what I asked for and how it's playing out now. Like in the car on the way home, I was literally explaining to her like, 
how I did specific manifestations and then what they look like in her or on her. It's so amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's incredible. And that is why I'll actually, let me finish this and I'm gonna speak to that too. So the last other thing is that we had the ascendant and we had the sun and the ascendant and then we had the ascendant and the North node. And the last piece that I want you guys to look at, again, also other thing we did was the Saturn. So look to see where the Saturn is, is the Pluto factor. So Pluto is intensity, Pluto is sex, Pluto is magnetism. It's also shadows and insecurity and the things that scare us, you know? And so if we, again, look to, hmm, what is Lindsay's Pluto talking to over here? Oh, hey, weird. It's talking to um, Bliss's Venus and it's also talking to Bliss's sun. So this is a very, very intense connection that they have also physical attraction, sexual attraction. You guys are here to transform each other because mm -hmm. Pluto in its dark and in its unevolved state can be like death and rebirth. So like this can also be like in a past life, you might've killed each other or something. But the nice thing here is that it can also be that you bring in this new way of love. You bring in like, let's transform the way that you look at love. I mean, you said it yourself, Lens. It's like you were, you've been polyamorous and all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm like booed up now. We're good. Like, yeah, and I'm it not. just like shifted so fast. Like every other yeah. conversation is just about how it's changing our ability to love and be loved and in such a healthier way. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And, and so it really is the transformation. And so this, you guys, is why astrology is so helpful. And, um, and yeah, when Lindsay and I came up with this idea, so she had, she, you know, I, she had pretty much just started dating Bliss and I was kind of getting out of my own um, turbulent twin flame relationship. And Lindsay was like, let me teach you how to manifest. Let me teach you like these things. And I was like, let me show you you guys this chart. And also if, if I didn't know my chart and my twin flames chart, I don't think that I would be as healed and as like, okay and understanding everything as I am today. You know, it really helps to, to know this, to give you a peace of mind, whether it's someone who is that person that has always been like the one, right? Or the person who, um, who you're maybe now just dating or it's your current partner, or if it's someone that like, they just are always in your mind, like having your birth chart and looking at your charts together will give you such peace of mind and such compassion for, for the other person and for the synastry that you have together where you can literally be like, oh my gosh, I'm not crazy. It's here written. Um, and I also have to say something really interesting is that after Lindsay told me some of her manifestation practices, I've actually been doing them myself because I was like, do I really want to get in a relationship again? Do I personally really want this? And I was like, yeah, I think I do. So I started to write out my things and I must say that I've already met someone <laughs> that is <laughs> <laughs> like really crazy because my friend and I, the other night, we were like, what would be my ideal sun, moon and rising? And what would be my ideal, you know, this type of person, how would they make me feel? I kid you not, like I met this person a couple days ago. And like, even down to the sun, moon and rising that I was like, I feel like 
he should have some Pisces, he should have some Sagittarius, and he should have some Capricorn, which now I'm dying laughing because I'm looking at your guys' chart and I'm like, <laughs> I basically just described you in a man. <laughs> You're like, can I find my bliss, please? Yeah, I'm like, bliss, where is the man version of you in San Diego? <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Cosmic Earth Podcast. If you did, share it with your soul family and don't forget to leave a review and subscribe. And if you want to stop playing small and step further into living the life you know you came here for, send me a message over on Instagram at risewithnatalie and make sure to follow along for cosmic inspiration and guidance from the stars. Thank you guys again for listening and go out there and find some magic today.